This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Dottie Pepper covers the game for CBS, and she is also the author of a brand new book entitled Letters to a Future Champion, My Time with Mr. Pulver. Pleasure to welcome Dottie Pepper back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Dottie? JP, I am great. <laughs> In recovery from the Masters, like like so many others, yeah. looking forward to Hilton Head and and then uh, 3,000 pounds of books arrived today. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, careful what you wish Literally. for. Careful what you <laughs> exactly. wish for. Um, you mentioned the Masters. Let me ask you, uh, you've been able to walk the fairways last couple of Masters. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about that front row seat that has surprised you about the competition and or the tournament? Something that maybe you didn't realize you didn't know until you, you got that close. I think the subtleties around the greens is what what I I didn't really realize until I was on the ground for every hole. You know, when I sat in the, in the 13th tower, I was responsible for 13 and for four. And while you're familiar with the whole golf course, you, you don't really dive right into all of the little gives and goes around every green like you do if you're responsible for all of them. And that that's really my my role is to give up those nuances that Augusta National doesn't and television doesn't doesn't let you see, and uh, there are there are just so many little places that make it either so difficult or so simple to get a ball up and in, and that's what I don't think I appreciated until I had my feet on the ground full time. Do you think the importance of the power game is it replacing the importance of the short game on that golf course? There are there are places, yes, hmm. that uh, if you really drive it well and drive it far you can you have a distinct advantage hmm. um like you know holes like number seven for example if you can really drive the ball well there huge advantage especially when the greens were as firm and as fast as they were for for thursday and friday um i think uh, 14 is another example because there's really like four little greens and if you can get a short iron in your hand there and be um, be a little more particular about where where the golf ball lands. If you drive it a mile at eleven, huge advantage. Yeah, um, and and ten. I mean, if you leave that ball stuck up on the hill the way Rory McIlroy did on Friday, it's not hard to hit that shot that he did, where it, it caught a little bit of the hosel and mm. and a lot of the trees to the right. Uh, it, it can if you can drive it and get some good short irons in your hands, it can definitely it takes some of the teeth out of it. Tell me. Tell me about Mr. Pulver. Who was Mr. Pulver? Well, Mr. Pulver, before before our lives uh, sort of crossroads late in his life, early in mine, uh, was a World War One veteran, a founding member of the Northeastern New York PGA. He was a club maker, uh, an agronomist, a uh, golf course architect, PGA professional, which means he does everything. Um, hmm. And was just he and his his wife Martha were they were as I said almost golf royalty in, in this area, um, and he was also a really really good player who didn't let anybody know that he was a good player. Uh, I had to go digging really hard to find his tournament record, and he he um, even took down Tom Creevy when he was reigning PGA champion. Wow, um, why reigning national PGA champion? Yeah, why why as a kid? Did you keep his letters? Uh, 
there was just, uh, John. Even going back to the first letters, there were so many good things in them that it would have been a shame just to throw them away. Yeah, but you knew that as a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was fourteen when we exchanged our our first letters, and I was just looking for information from him on how he thought I could have access to to different and better tournaments because I just wasn't getting any any information. And it's not like you could go on the internet and look up the AJGA schedule the way you can now and find out where qualifiers and, and the sort are. So uh, I I don't know. He, there was something special about spending time or having having his attention because I had, I had seen them at, at Brookhaven, the golf course that he designed, even when he was, had retired and up there taking soil samples and still – going out and being with Martha when she played nine holes late in the afternoon, I'd see them out there. And I just thought, if, you know, that their relationship and he was a very special man. And I, I was, you know, the fact that he even wrote back to me, I thought, well, I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of these letters. We're, we're talking with uh, Dottie Pepper here on the Augusta Golf Show. Okay, well, maybe this, were you, were, as, a young, as a young girl, did you keep a diary? Uh, I, scrapbook. A scrapbook, so, okay. Thing, yeah, scrapbook. So if there were family trips, and I didn't really keep a diary per se, but um, I, I, they're significant scrapbook sort of stuff from family trips and and that sort of thing. So somewhere in the middle. How how old were you when you realized that that he was teaching you about more than golf? Oh gosh, uh, right away of the. 14, 15 years old. Hmm. Um, he, he talks, uh, you know, we started writing letters back and forth in 1980. And he uh, cautioned me about being frustrated at some of the roadblocks that were up because either my age or the tournaments weren't open for, for females to play in or I just kind of trying to be patient about trying to find places to play. And, and having... Um, you know, getting to the final of a, a state junior, and and coming out on the short end, and he you know, wrote me about learning how to play fast and hard greens and the things that I would be asked to do if I was going to expect to play against the best players. And um, you know, well, for example, I'm looking at the book right now, and and it's March of 1980. So this is maybe this is the second letter he wrote me. Um, Don't be discouraged. Certain restrictions have been built up through many years in tournament golf which may seem at times obnoxious and frustrating. You may later agree that they have a place. However, down the road, your skill and your charm will open many doors for you. How much of his success, how much of your success did he get to see? Uh, he passed away my junior year in college. Mm-hmm. So I became All-American. Um, I had won on the Futures Tour, the first amateur to win on that tour. And I, I had been low amateur at the U.S. Open. So he did see that, but he never saw me turn professional. What was was there sort of a book always bubbling? Were you always going to do something with this, or did, did something kind of say, "Nope, nope, I'm going to do it. This is now." Um, well, it was two things. I mean, I showed my this book to my husband early on uh, when we were dating, and he's like, "Oh, that's really cool." You know, that probably you know him being an author himself and golf historian he's you know you you could you could conceivably have a book right there with just those letters and that was my intent i said if i ever do it it's just going to be about the letters well as we got further into this uh it seemed like just i I was convinced that i needed to make this 
a bigger story and tell more of my story through through his guidance and kind of through the mirror of his beliefs about the game of golf. So I, it, it was a COVID project also. Mm, okay. Uh, you know, I, I had many weeks shut down and I got the book out or the, my three ring binder. And I said, well, maybe this is the time to do it. And I also dragged out a, a huge folder, a blue folder of forbidden material. He never wanted me to read other people's golf instruction ideas, tips. So I thought, well, gosh, it's been 35 years. I, I guess, um, I guess it's okay to open up this far. <laughs> Some of it went back all the way to 1966 and it was exactly what I thought I was going to find in there. It was articles torn out of magazines, out of um, Wall Street journals, anything like that that he had thought were, were valuable, whether they were positive in his mind or, or not. And he had scribbles all in the margins, exactly how I found uh, a lot of the books that he had, he had given me to read as, as a kid. But I also found in that same book, that same folder, every letter I wrote to him. Hmm. And there wasn't enough Kleenex in that house this day. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had no idea that the relationship meant that much to him. He saved everyone. You are, before I let you go, you are, um, you're donating a portion of the proceeds to something near and dear to your heart. What is that? Yeah, it's called the Saratoga War Horse, and it uses equine therapy off-track thoroughbreds to help our warriors who have come home from being um, wherever they were serving in our, on our military um, therapy programs that cost them nothing and 10% goes, goes straight to them. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty special group and it has ties here, um, Aiken, South Carolina and, and in Baltimore. So we're not helping people just here, but all really up and down the whole Eastern seaboard at three sites, but everyone uh, from across the country comes to this program free of charge. Name of the book, again, is Letters to a Future Champion, My Time with Mr. Pulver. She is uh, Dottie Pepper. Dottie, uh, thank you for saying yes to this. I can't wait to, I can't wait to read the book. Um, thanks for thank doing you. this. I appreciate it. Very, thank you for having me.